Welcome to Business Pants Free Floats daily podcast covering all things business news, all things ESG news, all things corporate woke wars. The geniuses here at Free Float, Ari, Jesse, and Matt, believe in this stuff so much that they made a product to sell directly to you. It's called Board Sabermetrics, and it puts the who back into ESG. It's Tuesday, which means it's time for our Business Pants Corporate Theater, America's longest-running corporate theater troupe dedicated to dramatizing and satirizing business news headlines. Business Pants Corporate Theater will be performing live on stage in June in the great city of Portland, Maine. More details to come if you are looking for a weekend getaway from your corner office suite high above Madison Avenue. But come on, let's get to the good stuff. Our corporate theater players tonight are the extraordinary Courtney Cook, Phil Hawk, Ashley Kutzer, Mark McGee, and Molly McGill. This week on the show, earnings call transcripts. Need I say more? Why not? First quarter 2023 earnings call transcripts dramatized. Up first... Have you ever wondered what Domino's Pizza's Q1 2023 earnings conference call would sound like as a horrible game show filled with 493 random sound effects? Of course you have. So here you go. The abridged version of Domino's earnings call from two weeks ago, featuring actual language from the actual conference call. Thank you for standing by and welcome to Domino's Pizza's first quarter 2023 earnings conference call. As a reminder, today's program is being recorded. Uh, Joining our call today from Domino's Pizza, Chief Executive Officer Russell Wiener and Chief Financial Officer Sandeep Reddy. And our first question comes from the line of Brian Bittner from Oppenheimer. Your question, please. Brian Bittner. Russell, my main question to you. What are... Are you currently taking market share? And can you just further elaborate on actions that you're taking inside the company to improve your competitive advantage within delivery to set that business up for a strong turn when these macro pressures recede. Ooh. Russell Wiener. 
Morning, Brian! <laughs> wow, first we grew delivery QSR pizza market share last year, and so the point that you ask is, is what can we do in addition to drive that? It's driving value, delivery service, we're a minute better than we were a year ago! Innovation in all areas, not just product, but we have actually delivery innovation out there now with electric vehicles! <laughs> we're up to 1,000 vehicles! Brian Bittner! Thank you! Thank you! One moment for our next question! And our next question comes from the line of Sarah Senatore from Bank of America. Your question, please. Sarah Senatore! the industry is a lot higher than it was as a share of sales pre-COVID. Do you have any thoughts on how long this shift might last? <laughs> I would expect dining probably ends up as a lower share of the total mix, but trying to again um, understand how long that headwind persists in your view. Thanks. Sandeep Reddy. Hi, Sarah. On the topic of shifting to dine-in, I think our point when we actually did the Q4 call was we've seen throughout 2022 a shift back to dine-in. And I think, but when we look at the values of where the dine-in had reached, we were still well below 2019 levels for dine-in. Ah. Sarah Senatore. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. One moment for our next question. And our next question comes from the line of Dennis Geiger from UBS. Your question, please. Dennis Geiger. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Russell, you spoke to stepping up the pace of innovation and you gave some good examples. <laughs> I'm just wondering if you could touch a little bit more on what that means and anything more you could share in thinking about innovation across menu and technology. Russell Wiener. out tips the majority of companies what they call it as a bounce back coupon and what our marketing people did did a great job and they said you know what we're insensitive calling it a three dollar bounce back coupon we're a delivery company in this case customers are delivering our pizza let's call it a tip They get to three dollars in the next week, and it's an incre—it's an incremental purchase. <laughs> and that's an innovation. Thanks, Dennis Geiger. Thank you. Thank you. One moment for our next question. 
And our next question comes from the line of Gregory Frankfurt from Guggenheim. Your question, please. Gregory Frankfurt. Russell, just can you talk more about what you think the competitive differentiation is of the Domino's business today? <laughs> but can you maybe help us understand the reasons for why you have kind of competitive differentiation versus those platforms? And if that's changed over the last four or five years or not, thanks. Russell Wiener. Yes, sure! Good morning and thanks for the question! Actually, what I'd like to start out with is carry out! Ah. We talk a lot about the fact that there is not an overlap between delivery and carry out historically over 15%! Ooh! And so if you look back at the last three years on our US carry out business, it's almost 30% in the same store sales! Thank you. And our next question comes from the line of Brian Harbour from Morgan Stanley. Your question, please. Brian Harbour. Yes, thank you. Good morning. One thing I was curious about, just talking about innovation, is could you talk about your market share at different day parts and uh, whether you think that uh, there's specific opportunities to lean into one or two of those where you perhaps don't have as much share as the others? Sandeep ready. Brian, are you there? Brian Harbour. Yes, hello, can you hear me? Sandeep, ready. Yes, sorry. We had a blip on the last question. Do you mind repeating the question, please? <laughs> Brian Harbour. Sorry about that. I was curious just about if you could talk about day parts and how your market share might differ by day part and whether you'd think that that's kind of an innovation opportunity as well to target different day parts differently. Blah, blah, blah. Russell Wiener. I don't think we're going to go into... By the way, sorry, good morning! <laughs> I don't think we're going to go into the detail of the specific number on our day parts. But our answer is, or your, the answer to your question is absolutely. Finding incremental drill sites has been key for this brand. I remember when I joined in 2008, the majority of our stores weren't open for lunch. We gave them a product with sandwiches and then later pasta! Ah! Oh my god. Thank you! And our next question comes from the line of David Palmer from Evercore ISI. Your question, please, David Palmer. 
Yeah, thanks. You noted how you do it overseas. But your previous answer, you said you're looking for stickier sales or you found that those have the highest value. Is that your way of saying you're kind of closing the book on this and that you've kind of made up your mind? Thanks so much. Russell Wiener. Yes! I think maybe the way to interpret what I said before is there are opportunities! And there were also issues with competing with folks or working with folks. We're not going to think about going into business unless we're our best dominoes! And the best dominoes we're getting every day! Thank you. And our next question comes from the line of Joshua Long from Stevens. Your question, please. Joshua Long. Great. Thanks for taking my questions. Excited to hear more about the summer service program. Understanding that all the franchises are going to be walking away with an individual plan. But this is certainly exciting and but curious. If you could just talk a little bit more about some of the big pieces that, that have either already been in test, maybe, maybe what you've learned from that. <laughs> Russell Wiener. Oh, good morning, Josh. Oh, I think the best way to answer that question is to invite you to come up and join us for our Investor Day at Q4! <laughs> so maybe if there were videos and I'd be able to show you stuff a little bit more. But this is the old school phone call. And so you have to come up to Ann Arbor. And we look forward to seeing you. Ooh. Joshua Long. <laughs> Understood. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for your participation in today's conference. This does conclude the program. You may now disconnect. Good day. Before I get to our last sketch, let me once again thank our business pants corporate theater. In alphabetical order, they are Courtney Cook, Philip Hawk, Ashley Kutzer, Mark McGee, and Molly McGill. Let's end today's show with another earnings conference call. In honor of the pitiful scandal at Anheuser-Busch involving trans activist Dylan Mulvaney and the triggered unwoke right wing, we decided to focus on a more light-hearted affair. The earnings conference call at the Boston Beer Company. 
from our very own home region of New England. And yes, you guessed it. We are so uncreative here at Business Pants Corporate Theater that we decided to dramatize the conference call as a bunch of drunken idiots. You're welcome. Greetings, and welcome to the Boston Beer Company's first quarter 2023 earnings call. As a reminder, this conference is being recorded. Joining us from the company today are Mike Andrews, Associate General Counsel and Corporate Secretary, Jim Koch, Founder and Chairman, Dave Berwick, Chief Executive Officer, Matt Murphy, Chief Accounting Officer and Interim Chief Financial Officer. Our first question comes from the line of Rob Ottenstein with Evercore. Please proceed with your question. Oh, yeah, great. Thank you very much. My my question is more about from an organizational perspective. Um, it's been a lot of pumps and a little bit of r- roller coaster recently. And, and just sort of how the organization is doing the sales force morale. Just kind of a sense of how you're kind of keeping things together given a kind of unprecedented UPS. And then more recent downs. Thank you. I, I think, yeah, we've been through some ups. We've been through some downs. I mean, obviously selling a lot of twisted tea, but also getting very excited about what's to come with Truly. And I think the Truly plans reflect some important insights that we've gathered over the time, and we're excited to see them hit the marketplace. And that's where the rubber meets the road. So I think we're ready. Some is here. People are energized. We're ready to go. Can you just... One of your greatest assets is your phenomenal sales force, which everybody tells me is the best. And retailers praise them to the skies. This is an amazing group you have here. Can you just give us a sense of the... In a normal year, whatever that means, the compensation mix between fixed and variable? Yeah, this is Matt. <clears throat> it's pretty heavily weighted toward fixed. They're on sort of what I'd call a normal bonus program. So mostly weighted toward fixed. And it's, it's a career. All our division directors have grown up in that industry, so... so it's a unique culture, and we're very proud of it. Terrific! Thanks, very helpful. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Kevin Grundy with Jeffries. Please proceed with your question. Great, thanks. Good evening, guys. Uh, question for Jim. So the social media fallout from... So... The fallout from one of your key competitors, it seems to be largely impacting competing premium light brands. 
Can you, Jim, maybe just thoughts on the duration of the impact? I mean, how is this going to play out? Whether you see any impact on the portfolio? Just thank you for that. Honestly, this is something we haven't seen before in beer. I've been making beer for 38 years. This is a first. We've all had missteps. We've had in mind. And we'll all recover from them without any permanent damage. I was talking to some wholesalers today, and that told me that it's real and it's large. Okay, appreciate the thought. Thank you, guys. Good luck. Our next question comes from the line of Vivian Azer with Cohen. Please proceed with your question. Hi, thank you. Good Oh boy, good afternoon, Jim. I, Jim, I was wondering if you could just reflect back on the the learning from the seltzer proposition that I believe, I believe you and Dean mutually agreed to to pull from the market recently. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, the biggest learning is you've got to try stuff to see if it gets traction. And, and we don't. Uh, I don't have a great deal of learning from it, but I guess if I talk about learning from it, it probably would indicate that it's hard to have a malt-based product that's liquor branded. So I think if there was some learning there, that would be it. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that perspective. <laughs> with, with my follow-up question, Dave, <laughs> for you. <laughs> I'm curious, you guys kind of tweaked your approach to the news truly launch. In other words, <laughs> like, have you learned? But, like, in other words, like, have you leaned towards more sales or smaller pack sizes? <laughs> Just uh, to kind of future-proof the portfolio to the extent that economic headwinds become more unjust for the consumer? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> I think we did not change pack sizes. We're focusing a lot on single-serve and convenience. And we're spending a lot of money to really create excitement around the brand and around the category. So, so to get people back to the category. So we're really trying to bring attention back to those SKUs and back to the fun. Honestly, the fun, the fun, and the lightness of drinking and drinking hard seltzer. Oh, what? what? That's, that's helpful. Thank you. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. As it relates to the vodka soda tra- uh, transition, I mean, I mean, basically, what we decided, what we decided, we have got, got some learning at the end of last year. Oh, oh God, we are adding a couple of variety packs. We we des- uh, decided to name the vodka soda. Uh, it was better than a vodka seltzer, just trust me. I am not sure if we're actually talking about the exact number or not. I don't... Yeah, just to add on, it's 100 basis points to 150 basis point impact in Q1 margin. 
If that helps, Bonnie. Definitely helps, okay? And then I understand, Dave, what you mentioned about margarita and the lapping. But is there a way, or would you share with us, if we were to exclude margarita, what the rest of Truly is doing? Yes, we are. Actually, I mean, if you look at the margarita overlap in Q1, add to the fact that we are discontinuing Truly tea. That's over half the declines on the trademark right there. And if you look at the former... IRI Circana's 63 markets that they track? Almost half of them. The total truly trademark has actually grown share in the last month, okay? So there are green shoots now. Yeah, thank you. So to hit the midpoint of the range right now, where Twisted T is at the moment, and where Truly is, Truly doesn't really need to change the direction of the much. So therefore, that would mean losing hair, right? So we factored that in, so we came out with our guidance in the last call. Super helpful. Thank you so much for that color. There are no further questions. I would like to hand it back to Mr. Koch for closing remarks. Thanks, everybody. And we'll talk again in a few months. Thanks for joining us. We are... Board Sabermetrics, and we will be back tomorrow without this silly voice, I promise. And please, go ahead, share this podcast with your friends.